Welcome to the new WellMed Radio, a service of WellMed Medical Management. Over the next half hour, WellMed Radio will educate you about the health and wellness of adults everywhere. Co-hosts Dr. Marissa Charles and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron will share information to improve your health and well-being. Here are Ron Aaron and Dr. Marissa Charles. Well, thank you for joining us today and welcome to WellMed Radio. I'm Ron Aaron along with our co-host, Dr. Marissa Charles. Dr. Charles is a doctor of osteopathy. She is a WellMed primary care physician. You find her at the WellMed Clinic in Ingram. If you happen to get to San Antonio, go to the Ingram Park Mall and you will find Dr. Charles hanging out at the WellMed Clinic there. And we do this every week on WellMed Radio, talk about issues that affect you and your families. And today, Dr. Charles, we're taking up a really important subject. How in the world do you make a doctor's visit successful? Well, I mean, there's so many things that go into having a a successful visit with your PCP, with your doctor. And so, um, you know, I think it's going to be a fun topic for today. Well, let's welcome our very special guest, Dr. Sejal Patel. Uh, Dr. Patel is a medical director for WellMed. She's located in Orlando, Florida, earned her medical degree at the Medical University in Coates, Poland, probably mispronounced that. She completed her medical residency at the University of Massachusetts Memorial Medical Center in Worcester, Mass. Dr. Patel is board certified in family medicine, and she works with Optum Care, uh, which is a parent company for WellMed Medical Management. And Dr. Patel, it's great to have you on, and thank you for joining us. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here. Well, we are really crisscrossing the globe because a week ago on WellMed Radio, we had a specialist, a PCP, uh, who went to medical school in Russia, former Soviet Union, uh, and he, he uh, had to learn Russian to go to medical school. You went to medical school in Poland. So how's your Polish? <laughs> you don't want to know. My Polish is very bad. Luckily, we were taught in English, so that made it a whole lot easier. Well, one of the topics that uh, we wanted to take up, and we thank you for coming on with us, is the whole question of what do you need to know in order to make a doctor's visit successful and what do doctors and patients need to do to help coordinate their health care with providers and specialists and all the others who get involved? Yeah, that's a very important part of your PCP visit with your primary care physician. So there's many things that will come along with your visit and one of them being needing to coordinate care with your specialist Um, So it's very important to have those discussions with your physician. If you've seen a specialist or you need to get in to see a specialist, if you're having trouble, we can also help you with that and make those phone calls for you and help you get the the needed care that you that you need to get it quickly and and make that transition smooth as possible. Of course, one of the questions that always faces the patient, many of us who spend too much time Googling our symptoms is what kind of specialist, if any, do we need? What is it we look for? Yes, no, please. Google doctor is, uh, you know. <laughs> not it can be really mean. Yes, doctor yes. Google's mean. So yeah, um, exactly. we, most, most, you know, symptoms that you have turn into, oh, it must be cancer. Like, you know, by the time you get to the last thing on, uh, on those Google um, questionnaires. Exactly. But, um, definitely a very important to have that information. Um, and it really depends on the situation. 
not every patient needs to see a bunch of specialists. And, you know, we try to do the most that we can ourselves in the office as primary care doctors, but it does come up. Say, that's what family medicine is all about. That's right? what you, family med Exactly. You try to deal from a tip of the head to the tip of the toe. Yes. Womb to tomb, top to bottom. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so yeah, but if you're already established with a specialist, you know, this is an excellent time when you come into your primary care doctors to make sure that they know, because there's so many times that the specialist changes your medicines and, you know, we don't necessarily find out. So um, good stuff to bring in. So Dr. Patel, for, uh, for the average patient, take me, for example, although I'm probably not average, but take me <laughs> as an example, uh, what is it I would need to know if, for example, I thought I needed care right away, do I go to my local clinic? Do I go to an ER? Uh, how do you handle that? Absolutely. So we are here 24-7. And what do I mean by that? You know, if, if you needed to get into an appointment same day, we make sure that we're available for you. If you have something that comes up, right? Illnesses happen all times of the day. So if there's something that happens after hours or weekends, we have a clinician on call at all times. So absolutely call us first, and then we can help decide what the best place of treatment of care would be next. And so the great thing is that our, our physicians are available again, as I've mentioned, 24 hours, seven days a week, 365. So absolutely holidays, if you need us, we're there for you. Stay with us just a minute. For those who've just joined us, I wanna let you know you're listening to WellMed Radio. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Marisa Charles, and we're talking on our WellMed Radio hotline all the way down to Orlando, Florida with Dr. Sejal Patel. Uh, she is a physician board certified in family medicine, and we're talking about what you need to know to make that doctor's visit the best it can possibly be. And, and Dr. Patel, what do you recommend that patients do in preparing, for example, a list of questions that they bring with them to the doctor? Because what always happens is you walk out and say, oh, I forgot to ask X. Yeah, I know. That's a, a great point. And there's always something that happens that when we're leaving anywhere that we leave, oh, we have forgot to ask that or forgot to get that. So write down your list of questions, write down your list of areas of concern. And if you have the opportunity, I would also say to prioritize them. What are the three most things that you don't want to leave the office without talking to your primary care physician about? And so that'll make sure that all of your questions get answered, and then we'll be able to help you in the best way possible and to even um, coordinate care down the road if we need to for any other things that are going on. Lots of friends of mine who are PCPs, including Dr. Charles, say to me, the most important question turns out to be the one the patient says on the way out of the exam room, oh, by the way, doctor. Exactly. And on the door, one foot out the door, and the patient says, oh, by the way, I've been having chest pain. What? Um, <laughs> let's lead with that, you know? <laughs> so, um, I, you know, I, I have to agree. As far as um, making those lists, you know, we do have so many patients that come in and they pull out their little list. And, you know, with, with annual visits or with the, the routine healthcare visits, we often have several things that we need to discuss as well to make sure that we've addressed with our patients. For example, you know, if they're diabetic, we wanna make sure that we don't miss out on talking about their diabetes and making sure that they're on all the appropriate medicines. In, in our clinics, we typically will have patients, if possible, do labs before the visit. That way we can have results that we can go over with the patients. And so, um, and I think that's, that's true most places, but 
it makes it a lot easier when you already have the results in front of you and you can discuss, hey, this medicine's working great, look at your numbers versus, nope, that one's not the right one, we need to make some adjustments. You know, but and then, one of the it, things, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, no, Charles. go ahead, Ron. It's uh, I was gonna say one of the things that often happens uh, is the patient uh, will go to the appointment, they don't have anyone with them, whether they have a caregiver or an, uh, you know, a, a significant other, they go in alone. Uh, and when they walk out of the office and their significant other says, so, so what happened? And they say, oh, I don't know. I don't remember. Should you bring someone with you? Yeah, it's a great idea if you bring your caretaker with you, you know, whether that be a family friend or a neighbor, someone that's helping you in your healthcare needs. Um, and that may not be able to happen all the time. And if so, then we're able to provide care plans, which is what the patient, what the discussion was between the patient and the doctor that day, able to print up medication list for you. And just even a simple, hey doc, can you please write that down for me? Um, we can definitely make that happen. So you have that information to bring back and for you to remember and then bring back to your caretakers also. And then of course, the other thing, and I'm as bad about this as anybody, we're all told, bring all your medications, prescription, over-the-counter supplements, with you to your appointment. I don't always remember to do that. Why, Dr. Patel, is that important? That is very important. Um, and you hit a good point, Ron, where not just your prescription medications, but all your supplements, your over-the-counter medications, the ones that you bought at your local pharmacy, because some of those can interact with your, with your prescription medications. So a clinician needs to be able to see holistically what is what you are taking. Um, we need to make sure that if there's any changes that happened with your medications, for example, had you gone to see a specialist and they increased a dose of your medication or you know, decreased a dose of your medication, that we have up-to-date information also and that we can continue to provide the correct refills and to make sure that you're also taking your medications, right? Because we can see if the bottle is empty, full, or right where it needs to be. Definitely. And Dr. Charles, I know often uh, patients simply don't remember all the medications they're taking. It For many who may be seniors, maybe on a bunch of meds, it gets very complicated. Well, I mean, not only that, the the names of these medications can be so, you know, just different and complicated. And some of them sound similar. Um, so they may say, you know, it's it's the little white one. And <laughs> oh, that doesn't help. Um, so yes, bringing in the pill bottles because Dr. Patel's right. I don't know how many times I've had a patient come in that brings me a bottle and they say, no doc, I know my blood pressure is high, but I take my medicine every single day. And then I look at the bottle and it's say maybe from three months ago and it's more than half full. So, you know, those are things that, you know, okay, like maybe what we need to work on is instead of me going up and, you know, giving you a stronger dose of the medication, maybe we need to work on using a pill box or, or some way to remind yourself to make sure that that medicine is getting taken every single day, because otherwise we continue to go up on the dosage and then the patient actually takes it right and they're blood pressure bottoms out. So, And Dr. Patel, I want to come back to you in just a moment and talk a little bit about patients who may not be able to afford all their medication and on their own say, well, I'll take this every other day. How do you deal with that? Well, you're listening to Wellman Radio. We're delighted to have you on board. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Marisa Charles, and our special guest, 
is joining us from Orlando, Florida. We're delighted to have Dr. Sachin Patel with us. And we thank you for listening to WellMed Radio. Did you know people with Medicare may switch to Medicare Advantage plan with the rating of five stars anytime during the year? Plans are rated from one to five stars on how well they manage preventive care, such as screenings and immunizations, chronic conditions such as diabetes, heart disease, and respiratory illnesses, and their customers' experience. Five-star plans don't cost more. For links to Medicare plan information and more, visit wellmed365.com. We're so pleased you're sticking with us right here on WellMed Radio. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Marisa Charles. Dr. Charles is a doctor of osteopathy, and we're delighted to have her with us week after week right here on WellMed Radio. And we're talking about a topic that is near and dear to the heart of every physician, primary care or specialist, and that is tips for making that doctor visit successful. With us on the WellMed Radio hotline from Orlando, Florida, Dr. Sejal Patel uh, she is board certified in family medicine, and you find her in Orlando, Florida. And again, delighted to have you on board. So Dr. Patel, for patients who are facing financial challenges, we know inflation is here. The price of everything has gone up. And for many folks who are on a fixed income, it gets difficult, for example, to pay for their prescription drugs. And I, I know some patients will say, well, look, I, I know this drug is important, so I'll take it every other day or if they're supposed to take three a day, I'll take two a day and stretch out those medicines. What do you say to them, Dr. Patel? Yeah, that is such a big challenge that we have. And there are a lot of programs out there. First of all, talk to your, your physician about it. If you're not able to afford a medication or if you're having to take it every other day, one, we don't want you to be able to take something um, not the way it's prescribed, not take it the way it's prescribed because um, that could pose health challenges too. Um, there's patient assistance programs that pharmacy departments can help you with, or we let us do that for you. Let us be the ones to be able to help you to get those medications. There's pharmacies that have um, a lower or price uh, programs going on. So there's lots of resources, but I just encourage you to talk to your primary care physician and we'll be able to help you. And Dr. Charles, are you seeing that in some patients? I mean, we do. And, and the thing is, every insurance is different and their formularies are different. And so although there are some medications that are tried and true and generally low cost, you know, sometimes within the same class of medicine, one will be really expensive and another one is not. And so sometimes when uh, when they bring us those situations, like, hey, I know you just prescribed me this medication, but it's costing me this much. Sometimes I'll pick up the phone and call the pharmacist and say, hey, can help me out? Like, you know, with this plan, what if I prescribe this medication, is that better? And so sometimes we're able to find alternatives for our patients for medications that they need so badly. Um, and the key is communication. Communication, let us know, talk to us. Um, of course, we do have medication assistance programs as well. And, you know, some patients are eligible, some patients are not, but if you don't ask, then you don't know, you know, you might be able to fill out an application and qualify for a medication assistance program. So 
these days there are definitely ways that we can get help for prescription medications. And one of the issues I wanted to touch on, Dr. Patel, is the question of vaccinations. I know a tremendous concern about being sure that not only is everyone vaccinated uh, against the coronavirus, but getting a booster shot as well is so critical. Uh, what do you say to patients? Get vaccinated. Get vaccinated and then get boosted. Um, it has shown to make the severity of the disease a lot less and has kept thousands of patients out of the hospital. Um, yes, you can maybe still get an, an infection, but it will definitely not be as, as uh, serious as anything to put you into the hospital or the ICU. So I highly recommend if you have not received your vaccinations or the COVID booster, then absolutely go out there and, and get that done. And do you find some resistance from some of your patients? We do. We do have patients that are, you know, really wanting to get more information. And uh, if you are having doubts or hesitations, talk to your primary care physician. We've got the information, the science, the data, um, and something that is better explained um, in conversation with your primary care physician. There's so much out there other information you get on the media and, and the social outlets, but really talking one-on-one -on -one with your primary care physician will help you make a more informed decision. And what are you seeing, Dr. Charles? This, again, you know, very similar things that, that we're seeing. I do still have some patients and there's a range. I have some patients that have been reluctant, you know, for, for different reasons. Um, you know, there's, there's certain patients that I've been able to um, explain, you know, the, you know, this research, you know, the information that we have available to us that have changed their minds and, and gotten the vaccines. And I have other patients that have been reluctant still. What we do know is having uh, had COVID does not 100% protect you from having COVID in the future. Um, and so I have some patients that say, well, I already had it, you know, so I don't need to be vaccinated. And that's certainly not true. Um, the vaccinations, although you're right, we can still get COVID even if we're vaccinated. Generally, the cases are much milder. And um, the, what we have seen a real reduction in is hospitalizations from COVID in patients that are vaccinated. And deaths. And deaths, absolutely. So we might still be seeing a lot of COVID positive cases, but the severity has been much, much decreased. And so how, do you two, how do you two protect yourselves uh, from COVID uh, as healthcare providers who are exposed every day? Dr. Patel? Yeah, I mean, so for myself, you know, I'm, I'm protecting myself by getting the vaccination and the booster, as well as me getting those things is protecting you also. You know, when we're seeing our patients, we are make sure we make sure that we're in our appropriate um, protective gear, our gloves, our face shields, our mask um, gowns. So we're protecting ourselves, but more importantly, we're protecting you and protecting each other. Do you worry about it, Dr. Charles? Well, I mean, we definitely want to be extra careful. You know, we've got um, special masks that, that we wear, those N95 type masks that give us extra protection and eye protection. When we're, you know, around a patient that we're concerned that they may have COVID or that they're experiencing respiratory symptoms, healthcare workers are not immune. Uh, you know, we, although hopefully most of them are vaccinated and therefore a little immune, but we can still get 
COVID, of course we can. And although I, one thing that I have seen here in the office is a lot more of the people that have had the infections have not gotten it here in the office, but have gotten it at home from family members, from friends, from their kids that are school-aged. That seems to be a, a much more likely um, source than, than here in the office, because we are so careful wearing our masks, washing our hands, uh, cleaning the rooms very, very well, disinfecting between patients. So it's a Petri dishes. They bring everything home. <laughs> oh, kids. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no question about that. So, so Dr. Patel, I want to shift gears for a moment and touch on something that uh, is really a, a risk for every senior uh, who may see you and for younger people as well. And that's falling risks of falls. Is, is that something uh, that you regularly talk to your patients about? Yeah, that's such a topic near and dear to my heart also because my grandmother, 92-year-old grandmother, just fell oh. um, and had a broken hip and is recovering from that. Luckily, recovering well. But absolutely, falls can happen to anybody anytime, especially as we get older. Um, lots of things can be done to help prevent falls, you know, decreasing risks around your house, taking out the rugs, um, small pets, unfortunately, can be a risk. The lighting in your house. Um, if you haven't had an eye exam, our vision changes. We forget to think about that, that that can lead to falls. Um, but absolutely, if you've had it troubles with your gait and your balance and, and feeling dizzy or anything that could lead to a fall, definitely talk to your primary care physician about it right away. There's many things that can be done to prevent falls or help with fall, de decrease fall risk such as physical therapy and different sorts of exercises. And some medications can make you dizzy. Absolutely. Medications are a huge risk factor. So how do you know? Again, bringing all your know? bottles. Yeah, bringing all your bottles or medications to your primary care visit, as we said earlier, and looking at those maybe interactions between med medications. Um, a blood pressure medication could be lowering your blood pressure too much. So absolutely important to talk to your your physician about the medications that you're on and other risks that we can um, look into that could be causing falls. And the thing that I've often heard is if you've fallen, uh, you're at great risk of falling again. Absolutely. That's your greatest risk factor. So and if you try to adjust yeah. the way you walk, if you try to shuffle instead of stepping, uh, it doesn't solve the problem. It does not. A lot of patients, um, my grandmother, for one, did not want to use a cane or a walker. You know, that's for older people. And so I love that she's 92. 92. <laughs> she says that's for older people. It, it, it's, you know, they fear losing their independence. And then I, after really talking with her and, and letting her know that this is what's going to save you and help you. So thankfully, she's using one now. She did use one before her fall. But but yeah, there's a lot of things that uh, really can help assist us in preventing those falls. You know what caused her fall? She actually slipped coming out of, out of the there shower. Are. Bathrooms are the most hazardous place in the home, I think. Uh, absolutely agree. And those little rugs we put down or we put a little towel down to soak up the water. That's uh, a slip hazard. It definitely is. And, and in her case, it was a lack of a like a rubber grip mat in, in the shower. And so it's the little things that we don't think about that can really help prevent a fall and, and the injuries and the recovery afterwards. Well, I'm glad to hear she's doing better. Thank you. And Dr. Charles, you have the same challenge with your patients, falls prevention. 
Um, definitely. So the, the conversation about the assistance devices, like Dr. Patel said, can be a, t a difficult one. And I do see a lot of patients that will refuse um, to use their cane or use their walker for that same reason. Because are you kidding? How embarrassing. I'm going to walk around with a cane. But um, but that's not the case. It actually helps increase your independence by allowing you to stay active and mobile with less of a risk of a fall. Wow. So, so Dr. Patel, we've got about a minute left. And before we let you go, what haven't we asked you that you'd like to share with us? You know, one of the other things I'd like to quickly bring up is also bladder control. So that's one of the things that we're a little embarrassed to bring, bring about, but it happens and it's very common. So don't be afraid to talk to your primary care doctor about it because there's treatments, there's different things that can help. Um, so please do bring up those those things that just you may, may be a little bit shy about, but it's there's lots of things that can help. So do bring those conversations up. I think the, the obvious answer is for the two of you, there isn't anything you haven't heard. Exactly. True. <laughs> Very true. Hard to shock us. And there's nothing that would embarrass you. I mean, maybe a little, but oh, no, for the most part, okay. no. <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much, Dr. Patel, for being with us. On behalf of our co-host, Dr. Marisa Charles, I'm Ron Aaron. Thanks for listening to WellMed Radio. Executive producers for WellMed Radio are Dan Calderon and Leah Madrano. Our producer is Isaac Wilker. And associate producers are Natalie Ibera and Maurice Hudson. I'm Ron Aaron. We'll see you next week on WellMed Radio. Thank you for listening to WellMed Radio, a service of WellMed Medical Management. We welcome your emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. And please be sure to tune in next week for another edition of WellMed Radio.